Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. I'm excited for this section. Me too. We're finally in the hundreds. Isn't that like already more than, yeah, that's more than halfway through for sure. Yes, absolutely. This is, this is getting me through. I tell you. Yeah, this is really good. Okay. So we're reading pages. Essentially it's 98 through a hunt through 107. But 98 has this really cool quote. Today you are going to take a small step forward. So five years. Oh, we talked about this quote last time. Mm -hmm. So this is our like crossover quote. Right. Today you are going to take a small step forward. So five years from now you will look back and think, wow, look how far I've come. Yeah. Cool. So we've got the pick three action items. So you guys can do that if you want. But I want to talk about the turning dreams into concrete. Then we're going to talk about your ideas and your voice are valuable. Take them seriously, which I know we're going to talk about like just, <laughs> you know, at length. Yeah. And then the say your goals out loud part. And I love that she breaks this down into the things that people get anxious about when saying your goals out loud. Yeah. And the things that are like, uh, I had my Tiffany call yesterday mm-hmm. and Tiffany broke down the two types of fears of into, um, factual fear and fictional fear and factual fear is like you know oh there's a train coming and my car is on the train tracks this is a problem and fictional fear of oh i need to send an email to somebody but like i don't you know i'm too scared to do it and you don't do it for two months yeah i feel like that was to me always the difference between fear and anxiety like fear is something that is present that you're fearful of and anxiety is perceived danger like it never really is really she made okay so i have to find this um it was in the slide it was a um visual representation of the different types of fear and the types of emotions that they cause and it was overwhelm and anxiety and it was this i'm not sure how many types you know how many sides it was but it was like a flower and then it was three layers and the outside layer was the um i want want to say the easiest emotion Mm. The middle layer was the medium emotion, and then the, the the close layer was the you know would be the panic or the um you know the one the, the very serious emotion. So I'm gonna find that. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. I'm gonna you know that'll be in the the classroom if I can. Uh, I'll find I'll find the I found. Now I'm really talking over myself. Hi guys. <laughs> Um, I'll find the image and I'll share it with you guys because it really spoke to that fear anxiety. Mm-hmm. And now we're still in the intro to the show. But I loved how she broke those things down. So let's talk about like actually doing the thing. Turning dreams into concrete. And yeah. I, lo- I love that she talks about how you need to sort through you know, the clutter. And I like how she kind of talks a little bit about, you know, don't let the FOMO get to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go back to Tiffany for a second. And I know, oh, oh, and I know Elise does this too. 
and they don't follow people in their own industry. At least mm-hmm. talked about this in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Tiffany doesn't follow other coaches. So like there's that, that less, if you're going out looking for inspiration, you're less likely to find competition mm-hmm. and then get that FOMO of, oh, well, maybe I should be doing this in my business instead of like, you know, getting inspiration from like a florist and being like, oh, wow, she puts together that color or, you know, those uh, textures really well. Maybe I could do something like that. Or she's doing workshops really in a really interesting way. Maybe I could pull that into my business. Yeah, I feel like when you're too close to the the medium of the art and you understand the art so well, like I guess I'm thinking of it that way, that like when you see someone similar, you kind of, your brain breaks down their piece kind of, does that make sense? Where like you could say, oh, I see how they did that and that and that and that. And then you understand it in a way where like you could technically replicate it whether you intentionally mean to or not. So I, I get the idea of like if you're familiar with a industry right. or something needing the space, yeah. And like you're both too close and too far to make those changes or not make those changes. And that's when your brain gets like way overwhelmed. Yeah. So just don't. Yeah. Just nix it from your life. Yeah. And so for her, she was saying that that helped her make her dreams into concrete. I didn't know where that was, but. Oh, no, 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 no. I was saying Elise talked about that like way earlier in the book. Oh, got it. Yeah. I was, I was remembering us having a conversation about it in another episode. Yeah. Um, but this one I like because she pointed out like, you know, the taking out of the abstract, which is yes. so true. Like how often are you in this bubble above your head? Like I'm feeling now with it being six weeks into 2020, I'm ready to pop some of the bubbles out of my head and, and do stuff. Like it's interesting because it's been all living up here, <laughs> you know? So I like that this was her saying, it living up there is not a step toward it. Right, exactly. You need to stop with the what ifs. And then like, I love how she gets straight into an empowering messages of you have value. And if you don't believe that you have value, no one else will. And like, sure, I mean, sure, other people are going to say you have value. But you're not going to hear that message and do anything of value with it if you don't believe it. Yeah. We've kind of touched upon this in that, you know, things we call ourselves and the identity crisis we have over that and whether or not doing something once or twice qualifies you to identify as that thing. Like, we've kind of talked about that. But, it's a, you know, that's kind of what she's saying. Like, you right. can claim what you are. Exactly. And there, you are always going to have haters no matter what even if you don't know them even if they don't know you there are always going to be people who say that you're not what you say you are no matter what you say you are so just believe in yourself and you know what no one believes in themselves 100 percent of their of the time Mm -hmm. so if you have a momentary lapse and you're like oh i'm not this Mm -hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You can 
still be that 10 minutes later. Yeah. I noticed on page that kind of ties with 104 and take yourself seriously and all that is on page 101. It's like, it's another thread that I've been noticing that you, it's almost like you almost missed it if you don't pay attention. But she says again in that like third the last line, you need to sort through what actually matters. Like I've been seeing that phrase through the whole book, like what actually matters. Like, I feel like that's the undercurrent of the whole thing is like what actually matters and declaring it and then taking that seriously. Like, I think when you think about that, like forget identity, forget what people might see you as, forget like the actual doing, like what actually matters to you and take that seriously. And then the title will naturally fall because it naturally matters to you. Like, I just think, yes, that's it. (laughs) And I think like that's, it's so hard to, I don't want to say balance because you can't, there is no balancing. It's so hard to wade through what matters Mm. because like, I feel like, like that's, that's kind of what it is. And like, not to get That's like a really good point. like not to get like super metaphorical but like I feel like that might even be a really good way to look at privilege like mm. you know it's easier for privilege you know privilege depending on where you are and what type of privilege it is it can be easier to get through if you're you know whatever you're wading through is you know not as mucky mm-hmm. like and then you can focus on what matters more. Right. You get to, you get to figure, you know, it's easier to, if you, if you have a goal in mind and you know, the goal is at the end of your pond or your river, if your river isn't, you know, filled with mud or slime or sludge, because you know, that's what your life looks like right now for whatever reason. If you have, you know, a million dollars to just clean up your river, then it's a lot easier to get to the other side of your river. Mm. and you know that's awesome it's great to have a million dollars but even if you have a million dollars if you don't know that you want to get to the other side of the river then you know that's not going to help you well that's what i was going to say do you feel that it affects people identifying what it really matters or it just affects how quickly they can get to what really matters well i mean but that's the thing like having you know having all sorts of privilege, you know, whether it's having an education, whether it's having, you know, the, you know, being born in specific places that give you the ability to go to certain schools, you know, whether it's being healthy, whether it's being whatever it is, we go on forever. Uh, Being born white, being born, you know, speaking English, being born, you know, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm there are certain things that make it easier to make decisions to help you get to where you want to be. So even if the, what really matters is the same privilege will allow the action items to be different kind of. Sure. But also like not necessarily Hmm. you can have, you can have all of the privileges in the world and still have no idea what you want to do. Well, right. And I liked what you were saying. I liked the idea that you brought up of like, it is really hard to pinpoint what really matters because I do think too, like Elise talks about it too, like sometimes we confuse inspiration or feeling jazzed about something for a second as the thing that's really mattering to you. Right. And like, right. You know what's cool? 
this is a real, I think a really good example of this is Abigail Disney. Okay. So she's the woman who, she's, uh, I might get this wrong. I think she's Walt Disney's granddaughter. Okay. She's a granddaughter, great-granddaughter. And she's going around right now talking about how, like, money is kind of evil. Mm. And how, like, having all the money that they had growing up was kind of, you know, like, when she was very little, they were rich. And then they just got mega, 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 mega rich. And now she's going around. Walt Disney's her great uncle. Cool. Awesome. And so mega mega rich. Right. And then, you know, the 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 what mega rich culture is and what it is and you know she's talking about what really matters to her right now. And she has all the privilege in the world. She's a white woman with the last name Disney. So, you know, she talks about the fact that she is the embodiment of privilege. But what really matters is that money is kind of evil and all having, you know, having as much money that having as much money as she has is a problem. And so Hmm, knowing, you know, knowing what you want, knowing what really matters, all of those things are separate from privilege. Privilege can help you get there, but they aren't the same. But like you know, it's 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 awesome to be able to go to like the best high school in the in the you know area where you have a guidance counselor and a a, a real counselor not not a real counselor, a like a a therapist. Mm-hmm. You know, you have counselors that ha- sole purpose is to help you get into college. You can take tons of college credits before you can even go to college. So you you have legs up and people who are there solely to help you decide what do you want to do as opposed to other people who not only do they not have people whose jobs it is solely to help them decide what to do they don't have any time nor has the thought like even entered into their minds of well you know, what is my five-year plan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, because who has time for a five-year plan when you have two jobs, three jobs, and it's like, well, how am I going to get to the doctor? And so, you know, it can be, you, but, and, and like, all of that to say that everyone's ideas and voice are valuable and you need to take yourself seriously because it doesn't matter if you have two or three jobs and you've never had anyone else to help you in your entire life that doesn't diminish your voice that doesn't diminish your ideas and it doesn't diminish anything that you think about yourself and so like all of the external stuff it matters a lot But also, it doesn't matter at all. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, well, I mean, like, 
I feel like everyone's specific circumstances affect them negatively and positively if spun the right way. I mean, not to say that no one would want privilege, but like struggle, like we've been talking about breeds like wisdom and and like change, I feel like, because you're fired up to make it. So there's that in the, in the goal arena, you know? Right. Exactly. And like, it's different when you're talking about, you know, making policy. It's different when you're talking about, you know, creating social change. It's different when you're talking about, you know, the country that we live in that has 350 million people. But when you're talking about individual goals and how individual people need to talk about their own identity, have their own value, take themselves seriously, then we need to talk about how our own individual choices and our own individual struggles have shaped our own individual worlds in which we've lived in. And in that case, we have to be aware that everyone else has the same agency that we have and that we have not walked in anyone else's shoes. And it would be really awesome if rich white guys would think about things a little bit more and have more empathy. Like, it would be great if everyone had a little bit more empathy. Right. But also, that's not really... You know, we can't just go around, like, asking people to have more empathy when we're talking about how we push our goals forward. Well, that's what I was going to say. I said, like, with all that being true, I like that this is not, like, this is only about what you can control for yourself. Right. So I I like that about this book is that it gives you, I like the word you just use, agency. Like, this book is all about giving yourself agency to to do it here and how to. So I'm just appreciative of that because everything you mentioned is so worked into our daily life all the time. But when a book comes along that gives you agency, like that's what it really is. It is, it is true (laughs) that that's like super helpful no matter what. And I think that's what I really like about our conversations with it is that you have these words giving you agency and then speaking to another person about that gives it more agency it gives us both more agency Mm -hmm. and then hopefully it gives listeners more agency as well because again your ideas and voice are valuable take them seriously you need to take your voice seriously because that boy at the table in the ceo office is taking his voice and his words seriously and Well, that's a good segue into Say Your Goals Out Loud because that has a very feminist to me undertone because we've talked about this a hundred times, but like I personally, and I feel females in general, have been trained to not do that. And I love that this isn't even about that, but it does have that current of like, it should be a given this heading, but it's not. Not well, and I love that she talks about you know, what if someone takes your idea? Mm. And she's like, you know, here are practical things that you can do. You can go the legal route, and if you want to do that, do that. 
you know, there are going to be like asshats out there. And, you know, I've had people take my work. We've had people on the show talk about people taking their work. And, you know, there are, there are people who are going to do that. Sure. But companies. Right. And, and sometimes it will be worth it for you to go after them. And sometimes it won't. Cool. You know, what if people tell you that it can't be done? Sometimes that's the best motivator of all. Honestly, that has been one of the, some, some of the best projects I've ever done have been because people told me I couldn't do them. Right. It turns it into a bigger challenge, but then you're like, watch me meet it. But I also like how she twisted it on its head and said, it's an opportunity for diving deeper. Like, can it really be done? Like, you know what I mean? And like, that's a really good, and this is one of the best things that like she, the last thing that we talk are going to talk about is start an accountability group. If you have like having a good set of people that you can bring your projects to early on, and if one of them is like, is this a good idea? Having that voice can be like really, really important because when we talked a while ago about don't make decisions when you're like high manicky. Maybe you don't know that you're high manicky because sometimes you just don't know because things are awesome. Right. You can ha- like those friends, those people can be your fail safe. And they're usually the ones that are like, are you sure you want to take on another project right now? Right. And then you're like, uh... Let me think about it for a day. Yeah. So, like, that's a really good, that's a really good person to have. And, like, right, saying your goals out loud can be you saying your goals out loud to yourself. You can literally just put up a post-it on the wall. Post-its are awesome. Having a cork board, having a, a dry erase board, that can be out loud. Having, you know, two or three friends, that can be enough. You can, you know, you don't have to be all of my goals go on Instagram. Right. There's, there's a whole, you know, spectrum of keeping every single thing inside my head. Right. To posting it on every single social media site and being like, I am now a, you know, upside down yoga teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of definitions to out loud. Right. And you get to make up whatever works for you. Yeah, I agree. This was good. Yeah, I, totally, right? This is fantastic. These are really, really important things. I think we talked about some really important things. I'm, I love this. Okay. I love how the book is shaping how we have been approaching topics on the show. I know. Do you feel that? I feel that lately. So much. Yeah. Okay, so next week we are reading... Pages 108 through 117. I'm, I'm so excited. Okay. We will be back next week, guys. Have an amazing week. Bye.